Hi, this is Ian Harvey. I'm the Tokyo US brand manager. This video is the third part of the interview I did with Gus Shoemaker. I would encourage you to watch the first two if you haven't watched them. The focus of those first two were more on skiing and training and racing and and there was some also some personal insights that I think you find inter entertaining and interesting. This third one is more about, um, I just asked him a bunch of questions that I think you might find interesting. Um, they're less ski related and they're more kind of the personality and character of Gus Shoemaker. Gus is the defending world junior champion individually, as well as he anchored the US relay team to the last two gold medals at world juniors. He also is the defending US national skate sprint champion, which he accomplished as a junior last winter. So he's a remarkably successful young man. Um, and I think you'll also find him entertaining and interesting. He's humble and uh, is a great guy, obviously. So um, my motivation doing this third video was also kind of connect the dots between the person and the guy you might see in a racing suit with the glasses all wrapped up in a buff or the person in the personality to connect that with the name and the results sheet because Gus has been successful. I'm sure he will continue to be successful. I hope he will be. Um, and he's a guy I'm definitely rooting for and I'm a fan of on many levels. And then I thought it might be um, entertaining as well as interesting and even important to you, the American skiing public to, to get to know Gus outside of just the guy who comes whizzing by you with a buff and some glasses and a racing suit on or the name and the results sheet. So that's where I was coming from in doing this. I hope you enjoy the interview. He's a great young man and humble and he's got great values and he's also got a nice character and personality. So here's the interview, part three. Okay, so let me ask you some more personal questions that, that people are kind of curious to get a, a little window into who you are and what your personality's like and what your life's like. So my first question is, do you speak a foreign language? Do you speak a foreign language? Uh, yes, I haven't uh, actually practiced with it too much, but I speak German fairly well. I took it through high school and uh, a couple semesters of it in college so far. But uh, my plan is to maybe get my minor in it and maybe practice it while I'm in Europe too. Any frage wie alt du bist? Weißt du was ich meine? Wie alt ich bin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I pick up on that. I guess it's been a while. My brain needs to sift gears for that right now. But yeah, I I um I learned German before I was skiing World Cups and a lot in Europe. And I'd say that's one of the smartest and best things I ever did because when I was in Europe, I was able to enhance and develop my German. And I ended up um, having a lot more balance and enjoyment when I was in Europe skiing World Cups. But also ended up meeting my eventual wife, and we speak German not only at home still, but also with our children. So our children yeah. grew up bilingual as German is a first language. We only speak German in the home. And that's a, that's a wonderful gift to give your children. And I think my wife living in the United States with me, it's a nice compromise to speak German with her while here. So yeah. it's, it's been really yeah. nice. So yeah, that does seem nice. Yeah. So you've got an opportunity because I think you'll be seeing a lot of World Cups in the future. You've got an opportunity to play around with that. Yeah. So here's a question for you. If you could easily and quickly master any foreign language, which would it be and why? Probably Spanish. I think that just seems like one of the most useful ones for living in America. Uh, I agree. Yeah. That's, that's my third language. Okay. I, that's, that's, my, that's my hobby. 
I, I speak on Skype with a guy in the Dominican Republic once a week, and I take a night course once a week here in town, and um, I'm basically fluent in Spanish, and that's one of my that's one of my hobbies. And I think it, at least for where I live, I've got neighbors on all sides within a hundred yards that are Spanish speaking, and uh, yeah. I just think it's part of being a a good neighbor at this point in time. And yeah, it's, you know, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I love it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, do you have any interesting or unusual hobbies? I, for example, I've seen a lot of footage of you riding dirt bikes. I'm sure there's in uh, mountain bikes. I'm sure there's other things got going on. Let's hear about your hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. So I started dirt biking like four or five years ago because I was bored on recovery days and my dad did it. So I started joining him and I've gotten good enough that it's not just a recovery day activity. It's like, <laughs> it's hard enough that it's kind of training. So I'll do that when I have like a ambiguous training session day and I go out there with my dad. So that's fun. And I mountain bike for training. I'd say that's definitely more like aerobic specific. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the, well, the other big ones is uh haircutting. We mentioned this earlier, but I cut all my friends hairs, uh, hairs, uh, but that's kind of fun for me. It's like almost artistic for me and like trying to get better at it is fun and providing a, a free service to my friends also feels good. That is cool. I've been cutting my own hair for almost 40 years now. Yeah. Yeah. And you're good at it. A lot of practice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm curious if you've picked up any skills when you learn another sport or activity that create, that has a lot of body awareness involvement, such as riding a dirt bike. Yeah. There's a steep learning curve at the beginning. Maybe you suck and then you, and then it doesn't probably didn't come as easy to you as skiing did because you grew up skiing. Yeah. And then you learn these things that, you know, way to weight and unweight and, you know, how to weight the front wheel and bring your center of gravity forward and all these different things, these skills. Um, has any of that translated into you being a better athlete overall or being a better skier in your mind? Yeah, I'd say so. I couldn't name like a specific technique or something that I do differently now, but I think general athleticism is a pretty key part of, being just a good athlete in general obviously that's what general athleticism means but you look at like a lot of very good athletes and they're not just like oh like I can ski but I can't shoot a basketball or I can't like alpine ski even and I think that's like you can get away with it but I think it's better to have a more solid like base in athletics and I think yeah dirt biking dirt biking has helped me develop that and I know a lot of people that for example, like to play basketball and that's helped them with that. And uh, some people, you know, play soccer, alpine ski more than other people. And I think all of that contributes to just being a better athlete, which, yeah, gives you better body awareness, like you said, and helps you, I think, understand sort of how your body works and moves better. I totally Even just like uh, inherently, like behind what or subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Another did you are you a slow learner or a fast learner when it comes to riding a dirt bike are you, are you natural I, I would say well I would say slow because that's one where like if you learn too fast it's dangerous kind of um I've learned faster than my dad but I think that's maybe more of a function of my age and uh maybe more of a fearlessness than him because of my age but I haven't learned particularly fast but fast enough to keep it interesting yeah I'm asking because I, I grew up um, later when I was a 
16, 18, whatever, I started riding a road bike and I got pretty good at the road bike. And then I put my bike down and I just use a road bike now and then for training. But after coming to Utah and having kids and getting fat and I thought, you know, I wanted to do something different. So I started racing mountain bikes. And when I started out, I started in the sport category and I pretty much stunk. I was fit, pretty fit. So I'd go flying by everybody on the uphills. But every time I came to a downhill, I was like an old lady, grandma. Yeah. I don't mean any offense to anybody. <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> yeah. it, and, uh, it took me a long time to learn how to, to ride really fast on, in Utah, we have some very extended downhills and, you know, yeah. um, and eventually I got to be one of the best racers in the Mountain West, but it was a very long fight, which I really enjoyed because it didn't come to me naturally at all. The technical mm -hmm. aspect of riding. And yeah. then when I started skiing again as a master's racer, I really appreciated how easy it came to me and how truly talented yeah. and natural I was. And I'm wondering if you had any kind of experience like that. It's definitely translated to mountain biking. Like I ended up mountain biking more this summer because of a running injury. So I didn't run that much, uh, which meant I mountain bike a lot more and that, like just base of dirt biking over the last few years and having a mountain biking base was good. Plus I got a new mountain bike. So like this summer I've gotten way better at mountain biking, like especially on the downhills, but cool. uphills too. And yeah, that's just, I mean, I think that's just partly a, a function of time on two wheels, but uh, yeah, I don't know if it's, I guess we'll see how it translates to skiing. Cause I wasn't that good at mountain biking last summer. So yeah. Maybe it'll be, maybe I'll be a whole different animal this year cool. on the downhills, but All we'll right. see. <laughs> well, here's another question, shifting gears completely. I went to two, two world junior championships as a junior cross-country ski racer. And I found out really quickly that girls were, they looked a lot different from other countries and it was kind of exciting, you know, um, the whole international scene of the thing. Um, back in my day, I thought Polish girls when they were for junior cross-country skiers were really interesting. And I ended up meeting my wife, as I mentioned, through, who, was a, who was a German athlete through ski racing and then in biathlon. I'm curious um, what your thoughts are on the international ski scene and what country has the hottest girls at World Juniors? <laughs> That's the question. Um, as an observer, I would say um, this is partly just like observing who is more popular, but I think the American girls tend to do quite well for themselves, which is fun. When you say observe, from, you mean, be, you mean look, don't touch? Is that what you're... Well, no, I'm just saying like observing like <laughs> other people. <laughs> I'm just messing with <laughs> it's a hard question. To, it's a hard question to answer without uh, sounding like too much of a not respectful person. But uh, yeah, I'll, everyone's good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, shifting gears again, I think a lot of people will be interested to know a little bit about your family. Would you mind telling us a bit about your family? Yeah, yeah. I have uh, two siblings, a brother who is 17 and a sister who is 13 right now. Uh, my brother plays tennis for high school a little bit and uh, likes hunting and stuff. My dad likes hunting and dirt bikes. I've, actually, he's gotten really into like dirt biking and uh, street biking and stuff like that. Uh, my sister skis. She is with Jan in the younger group. And she would like to be very good as well. And she's on a good track. She's uh, very dedicated and has fun with it and has a good group of friends that does it. And my mom is uh, also skis with Jan in the less dedicated, I guess, category. She would explain that it that way herself. Um, 
but yeah, she does it for fitness with her friends. And we have two dogs that are both German wire hairs. One of them's a puppy. Uh, yeah. Our family, my parents are both from Wisconsin. So they both grew up there and I was born there and spent my first couple weeks there and then moved to Alaska. But I wouldn't see myself as Alaskan. Yeah. You ever That's speak, the rundown. Uh, you ever command your dogs in German? Oh, not really. We did for a little bit there. Actually, my sisters uh, went to a German immersion elementary school and okay. is not in that anymore. But yeah, she is better at German than me. And I'm sure that's one where she hasn't done it in a year or so, but she did it for her first six years of primary schooling. So she, I'd imagine when she takes it back up, she will be very good and a very fast learner. Cool. Here's a, yeah. here's a follow-up question from, from earlier. Something just popped into my head. When I was racing World Cups, especially in cross country for some reason, in Scandinavia or in Central Europe, my name would get changed in the results sometimes. And I turned into, mm. I went from Ian Harvey to Jan Harway. Uh, you All raised right. juniors in Switzerland and in Germany. Were you Goose Schumacher? Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> Goose? Go Goose is a classic. Yeah, Goose. Yeah. I mean, Schumacher sounds, I think, even better in, when they say it in their native tongue, but yeah. Goose is funny to me. It's what, someone, there was a, at Cable Junior Nationals, there was a funny pronunciation of my name. I think it was like spelled wrong a little bit, but uh, there's a funny one. I forget it. I'm sure some, some of my team Alaska coaches out there would be able to say it in a heartbeat because they made fun of me for weeks after that, for that one. But yeah. That was Jan for years. Jan Harway. <laughs> you just you end up just like not correcting people probably you're like yep that's me yeah i mean what the heck for a nordic land nordic country ian what the heck is that it's yawn it's a lot easier and more familiar i'm just like yeah cool yeah i guess so, so. It looks so here's a question uh what is something about you that might surprise people oh i used the haircut one for this one we were talking earlier yeah. um i can think of a different one though probably actually this is kind of fun uh i know my friends always use this for like their college icebreakers but I ate the hottest pepper in the world with Luke and some other friends a few years ago which what's it called ghost, go, ghost pepper oh, I've never heard no that. no not that Carolina Reaper that's what it was oh. I don't know it may not actually be the hottest one but it was very hot and it, I think it's like kind of man-made so it's like made even hotter but yeah just like these little dried out peppers Luke drank in, like the the goal was to like see who could go the longest without drinking milk and then like luke i remember luke like broke pretty quickly but he ended up drinking like a lot of milk and was puking up like milk and grapes that he had eaten earlier and yeah <laughs> i don't know if that fits the question that well but that's kind of a fun one to talk yeah, about that's cool when i was a kid <laughs> we were at a ski race little kid like i was probably three four did my first 15k when i was four Oh my God. Anyway, uh, we're at a ski race. It was after the ski race, we went out to eat and uh, there were a bunch of peppers on the table. And my dad said to my eldest brother, I'll give you five bucks if you eat that pepper. And it took him a long time to get it through. And I guess, I think he puked right before it. So he didn't give him the five bucks because anyway, oh, no. it was one of my childhood stories. Kind of mean, but- Do you remember that from when you were four? It's one of the few things I remember from that. That's, like, from that. that's a pretty traumatic day, probably. <laughs> yeah, that race, it was the Paul Revere Cup or the Washington's birthday race. I don't remember. I think it was the Paul Revere Cup. As a race they don't have anymore, but it was one of the biggest races in New England. And it was a mass start with thousands of people in it. 
And all I remember is being like last and crying all the time. And then eventually caught it to my brother, my different brother. And then I ended up skiing with him after I promised that I would stay with him if he would win. I'm not sure why I made that deal because it make a lot of sense because I caught him and was passing him, but I was so lonely, a little teeny tyke. Uh, that's the deal I ended up making, but okay. So <laughs> um, when's the first time you did a ski race? How old were you? Um, like I remember like in our junior Nordic group, we, they had us do the cookie tour, which is like the placement ski race. And I started doing junior Nordic, I think when I was like, yeah, probably five or four maybe so i guess that sort of counts but sure. I, I started actually ski racing when i was like i think eight or nine uh i remember because we our fourth grade uh school pictures we were allowed to have props and i brought in skis oh, um, cool. which was fun for me but <laughs> those are funny pictures i mentioned i did a race when i was four and i used to race after that and they were long and i was small and uh i went down to my my downstairs and my my parents was one night couldn't sleep and i said i'm gonna run away from home if you make me ski race anymore i was probably seven and they said well fine you're gonna ski with us as a family but you don't have to race if you don't want to and then uh, a couple years later i signed up for the bill coke league i just bill coke league and i raced ever since yeah. it was i don't know for some reason it was important to me to know that it was mine and not theirs and oh yeah i had my you know my freedom of choice how's your yeah. family in that respect uh, that's a very are. very similar yeah i'd say they pushed me to be in a sport like for health but never really pushed me for racing or results and never have um which i think is super important i think there are some people that their parents do push them a lot for results and performance and that and there are i think it's fine to have some people that sort of push you for results but um I don't, that coming from your parents, I doesn't seem healthy to me. Uh, totally agree. So I'm very glad my parents have not done that. And it's been my own decision and my training has been my own decision. And yeah, that's nice. Cool. That's great to hear. So one last question that could be a very small one or a big one. It's, do you have a mantra or philosophy that can be summed up in a few words? Um, philosophy. <laughs> not really um i kind of yeah <laughs> i sort of always liked the muhammad ali quote that was what's what you do in the dark that puts you in the light i think that's i i think that's the, from the right person and the right quote um that's awesome just for just for when you're like in the basement doing strength i mean i don't really anymore because i don't need to but like when i would do it before high school at like six in the morning i'm just like ugh, and i'm like all right like i can do this once in a while, yeah, if I'm feeling like I'm kind of in the dark place, I can be like, yeah, that's what's making me better. So I think that's an awesome Maybe quote. that'll be, that's, that'll be mine. <laughs> and I think that quote will serve you for, for life. It doesn't, it's not just skiing. It's what you do as a father. You know, your kid gets sick in the middle of the night or, or I don't know, all the different responsibilities and goals that we have as people for our whole lives. I, I really like that. I think that's a, a great quote. It's inspiring. Yeah. Thanks. So I guess that's it for today. I appreciate you doing this and I hope that this uh, back and forth has been entertaining as well as enlightening for, for um, the American ski public to check out and enjoy, maybe get some ideas. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah, if nothing, else, <laughs> if nothing else, they'll uh, 
maybe they'll they'll know a little bit more about the U.S.'s defending world junior champion and U.S. senior national sprint champion Gus Schumacher. And and when they see you uh, out there with your ski suit on and your glasses, they'll they'll know who you are more inside. Or when they see your name on a results sheet, they'll know to root for you. And uh, they see that some of our nation's most talented and best and brightest are not only talented and best and bright, but also you obviously have great character and a nice personality. And it's been my pleasure also getting to know you. Thank you. And also they will maybe know a little bit more about four-year-old Ian Harvey. So that'll be a, uh, that'll be a plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. I'll, I'll see you soon. Yeah. Thank you. See ya.